Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is Dwight Beal, and I'm here again with Dud. <laughs> now, now I goofed is, up your first name yeah. with Doug, Dud. Doug, Dud? No, I'm not with, Dud. With the Dud Brett, no, with Doug Brett Schneider. So it's been a great conversation with you so far. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And we're just going to jump right into the passage. All right. Okay. That's good. Our, our passage this day is Amos chapter 7, verses 7 through 15. So if you have a Bible there and you want to open it up, go ahead and do that. And Doug, why don't you go ahead and read that for us? Certainly. This is what the Lord, oh, excuse me. This is what he showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb with a plumb line in his hand. And the, the Lord asked me, what do you see, Amos? A plumb line, I replied. The Lord said, look. I am setting a plumb line among my people, Israel. I will spare them no longer. The high places of Isaac will be destroyed, and the sanctuaries of Israel will be ruined. With my sword, I will rise against the house of Jeroboam. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent a message to Jeroboam, king of Israel. Amos is rising a conspiracy against you in the very heart of Israel. The land cannot bear all his words, for this is what Amos is saying. Jeroboam will die by the sword, and Israel will surely go into exile, away from their native land. Then Amaziah said to Amos, Get out, you seer. Go back to the land of Judah. Earn your bread there, and do your prophesying there. Don't prophesy any more at Bethel, because this is the king's sanctuary and the temple of the kingdom. Amos answered, Amaziah, I was neither a prophet nor a prophet's son, but I was a shepherd, and I also took care of sycamore fig trees. But the Lord took me from tending the flock and said to me, Go prophesy to my people Israel. Right on. Not a passage that we hear every day. No, not. <laughs> right? Nope. But a very cool passage. Yes, yes. Uh, so what do you like about this passage? I, I get to try to imagine Amos saying, well, I saw the Lord standing by a wall. He's like, hey, Amos, you know, what are you doing down there? I'm up here on a wall. I mean, it's just like he just saw God. Lord, right. He saw the Lord. Right. I'm like, and that's not amazing? Right. You know, it goes by so quickly. You don't yeah. even think about it's it. It's like, I saw the Lord. I'm like, wow, that is amazing um, how he did that. Um, that reminds me of like in Isaiah chapter six, where he says the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Yeah. High and lifted up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the same language. It's the same language. It's a song too. You know <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, that just, that just hits me that. And of course, in this book, that's not the first time that happened. Right. So, so what do you make of he he saw the Lord with a plumb line? Yeah. Um, first of all, there might be someone listening to this who doesn't know what a plumb line is. Yeah. You're you're a table cutter. I'm, I'm a table cutter. I <laughs> so, am a board cutter. A a plumb line is a weighted string mm -hmm. that is used to hang uh, to line up if a wall is straight or crooked. Right. If you ever watch someone laying blocks. They use a plumb line all the time right. to make sure the corners are absolutely vertical. Right. Because if they're leaning any one way or the other, it's right. crooked 
and it won't support the weight or it will fall down. So, right. So, so what is the significance that the Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb? I think and, that yeah. just becomes a standard. Right. That becomes the standard. In fact, you know, when you look at uh, the other verses along with this, the cornerstone, the mm. cornerstone of anything is where they take all the measurements. It's absolutely square, right. true, and plumb. Right. And that is where they take all their measurements from the same place. Right. So the wall the Lord was standing next to in this vision yes. was, was, was perfectly true. Right. Yep. Uh, but then he goes on to say, look, I'm setting a plumb line among the people Israel, and I'll spare them no longer. Right. So apparently, apparently they were a little crooked. <laughs> a little crooked, <laughs> exactly. Which, when you get into the, what was going on there, right, you find out they were pretty crooked, right? Yeah, as was Jeroboam, right. And uh, so, yeah, things were they were out of whack, out of kilter, mm -hmm. something like that, which is a deviation from God's standard, right? And what He had called them to, right? Um, so this. Kind of goes without saying, but what, what do we learn about God? Well, um, for, first of all, I think deviation from God's plan leads to destruction. Right. You know, if it's a small sin, it leads to destruction. I mean, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. And so uh, anything outside of God's plan, God's will, God's guidelines is going to bring some destruction to our lives, mm -hmm. for one thing. Um, I think God's built in an awful lot of natural consequences for sin, mm -hmm. and we get that. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's that's one thing. I think the other thing is when you get into the political side of this is, um, you know, he's tearing down the places where Isaac made righteous sacrifices. And Jeroboam had brought in um, false worship, mm -hmm. idol worship, mm -hmm. uh, Baal, Asher, uh, Ashereth, pole mm -hmm. worship was all taking place where the righteous worship used to take place. He right. made shrines to that. Hmm. And so that's why God is angry because the holy places are no longer. And actually Jeroboam would not allow the Jews to go worship in Jerusalem at this time where God told them to go worship. And so there's a, there's, there's all of that going on right. politically. And the priest of course was also in cahoots because he had a really good job being a friend of the king. Mm. And making sure that people did what the king wanted them to do. And then Amos comes along. Amos comes along. And says, along. by the way, this this plumb line is, yeah. your wall is crooked. Yeah. Yeah. This is coming down. And how well did that go over? Not well at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's interesting is no one wanted to hear about it. Right. He didn't want that word to get out that something's crooked. I mean, if you had a defective building, you would want to know. And you wouldn't want to know? You would want to know. If you have a de defective building being built and you see, and I mean, I worked with a carpenter one time and we had a foundation that was poured way off. They missed what, we couldn't build it. Okay. We couldn't even put the, the footers in because of where they put the, the foundation. Right. And they're going like, we can't build it to the blueprint and it's, it, we can't do anything with it. So right. they had to call a concrete guy and redo it. So, I mean, it's, it's that kind of a thing that you can't build on a crooked wall. Right. But if you, if you built it mm -hmm. and you built it crooked mm -hmm. and you know, it's crooked, mm -hmm. but the deed is already done. Yeah. Then you have a vested interest in covering it up. Sure. Right. Sure. I mean, I, I feel like that's what's going on. Sure. Um, and then 
this Yahoo named Amos comes along and says, he's raising a conspiracy against you in the very heart of Israel. Uh, I mean, he's being quite the rabble rouser here. And that's not even true. That's not even what he said. That's a lie. You know, he just says the high place. Um, he says the high places of Isaac will be destroyed and the sanctuaries will be ruined with my sword. I will rise against the house of Jeroboam, which means that could be generations down the line with the Lord. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that he doesn't say he's going to die by the sword. He never said that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's different language. Hmm. But uh, so they're twisting his they're words, twisting the words. Yeah. Yeah. So even that was crooked. How often in scripture are prophets welcomed? Not very often. <laughs> That's the theme that comes out. It's right. going to come out later this week too. But, yep. uh, but yeah, it's uh, um, and like what I put on, what do you learn about people is firstly, we're easily led astray um, by, we can be led astray by ungodly leaders. Mm -hmm. You know, whether that's a political leader or uh, a, a religious leader, we right. can be led astray mm -hmm. by that. And um, so we have a responsibility personally mm. to know what our plumb line is. Mm. I think that's really something we need to look at according to God's word. Right. And, um, and then if you as a prophet point out that sin is a sin, mm -hmm. um, it's not real popular either. That's why prophets are so unpopular. Right. They have a very important function. Yes, they do. But their function is to point out our sin. That is right. <laughs> and because God says this. Right. And he sends them to warn us. Right. You know? And it's like ignoring the uh, idiot light on your dash gauge. You don't realize that you ran out of oil. Right. You're going to blow your engine. I mean, it's just going to stop. Right. And so. Yep. So. Uh, Amos, it says, uh, I was a shepherd and I grew sycamore trees. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? It's very interesting. God just picked him. He just said, you go talk, you go tell him. Right. He said, I'm not a prophet. I'm not from the school of the prophets or mm -hmm. anything like that. I tended sycamore trees. Right. I tended my flock. Yeah. That's what I do. But he yeah. heard the word of the Lord. I mean, he starts seeing visions that right. God shows him right. uh, some things. And it just makes me think of, of Mary, hmm. you know, mm -hmm. it was like this angel came to me and said this, why she was favored. Right. You know, right. Um, when he comes to Gideon, mm -hmm. you know, he just says, I'm calling you. He's like, what me? You, who me? Yeah. I'm a who me kind of a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just yesterday, I, I came across a video on YouTube. Uh, it's this interview with a woman. What is her name? Um, if anybody wanted to uh, Google her. Her name is Audrey Werner. She's just a mom and a school nurse. Mm -hmm. But she was starting to see um, sex, sex education in the schools turning very, very worldly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And she felt like, hey, I'm just a mom. I'm just a school nurse. But she started addressing the issues uh, with the UN, mm -hmm. and she took on Planned Parenthood, and the government of Uganda invited her to come over. She's speaking all over the world wow. right now, and she's calling 
uh, a spade a spade and say the sex education that's coming into schools right now is not of the Lord. Mm-hmm. It is very, very worldly. Mm-hmm. And um, she's speaking to this and she's just a mom. That's awesome. She's just a school just nurse. A, yeah. You know? Um, so at the end of this video, she was like, I'm a nobody from nowhere, but uh, I believe that God's word is true. Mm-hmm. And I believe that when we speak it out, he'll bless it. Even if people hate us for it. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, but I, I thought of Amos. Yeah, sure, sure. And she even, she even closed in prayer, like the person who was interviewing her, she said, would you close in prayer? And, and so she prayed, God, just as Amos was just a shepherd and just as David was just a shepherd, just as Moses was just a shepherd, I'm just a mom and a school nurse. Yeah. Uh, but I believe that you are the Lord and that you can use me and that you can use anyone. Yeah. Um, so I... I wanted to share that um, as we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're out there listening um, and you love God and you want to live by the standards of God's word, um, it's not going to be easy. No, no, no. I think too, um, as I was looking at this, you know, kind of the stories and examples, it really hit me that, any person that has any person that's been a Christian and they go to work and they pray, Lord, I want to do my best at this job. I'm do I'm serving you by being in this job. I'm being a good steward. I'm, I want my boss, my business, whatever is to exceed. And then they get asked to leave for no real reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it's painful. Mm-hmm. And just like you know, anybody who's lost a job, I mean, all jobs are temporary. There's there's no permanent jobs, but all jobs are temporary. They begin in the end. But um, when that happens, uh, it hurts, mm-hmm. you know, and they just simply say, we would like you to be successful somewhere else. We need to take that with God, mm-hmm. you know, and say, okay, God, where do you want me to be successful? I mean, Paul had yes. his ministries. Some were very short, some were long, you know, and just, just go. And uh, and serve where he calls you to. Right, and serve with courage, and serve with boldness, mm-hmm. and just know that uh, some people are going to take your words as mm-hmm. life, yes. and as as uh, light, and salvation, and hope, mm-hmm. and other people will think you're from the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's Jesus promised us. He said they hated me, mm-hmm. so some are going to hate you too. That's right. Um, but take heart. Because I've overcome the world. world. It's all good. It's all good. It's all mine. There you go. (laughs) Even the people. Uh, So uh, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Doug. I love your insights. And uh, just we pray that uh, all of you will go in the power and the strength of the Lord. And trust that as you stand on his word and speak his word, it may not be easy, That's right. but it will be good, and God will be with you. God will work. He'll use it. Yep. Yep. Amen.